everybody, on a a rare edition of the Golden Shovel Podcast today, a, a three-man type of discussion here of obviously my co-host David Bastias and special guest Nicholas Sicali. Nick, welcome aboard. The Podfather is back, guys. <laughs> I like that. David, it's been a while. How are you doing? It's been a while. I'm hoping this doesn't become similar to the uh, raw three-man booth where everyone tries to get a word in and just ends up being a hot mess. The three-man booth's good. Ooh. Not a fan. I think it's trash. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's trash. Not, not a fan of the three-man booth, I gotta say. Well, you guys can be haters. You um, know, I'll be real quickly. I got New Japan... Uh, the New Japan streaming service, highly recommend it. Some of the streams don't have any commentary at all. And at first I thought it was strange, but it actually might be my new favorite way to watch. It feels like you're there in the arena, the sounds of the mat and the actual sounds of the ring and the sounds of the crowd are amplified. And it's a really interesting experience. I'm just, you know, just sidebar real quick. I piggyback off of that by saying I would like to see a wrestling um, show in which the only person who talks is Jay. Mm. the no commentator uh aspect of watching a show live is great until there's a botch and you don't know what's going on like yeah, then you don't know it's, you occasionally, it's there for a reason right you occasionally need them to actually explain to you why you don't understand what you saw and if they're they're not you well, just you don't know if no, somebody no, no. died at the same or... time at the same time Let's example the last pay-per-view battleground where that Kevin Owens AJ Styles finish. I had no idea what happened, and the commentary team didn't really explain it either. And then watching the match back, I was like, "Oh, was one of the shoulders up?" And I didn't really understand. And to be honest, sometimes they don't really do their own job. And I think this last Monday night on Raw, Michael Cole did the trademark saying the champion's name before he wins the champion in a championship match, which kind of gives away the result. But I was just, I'm just, whatever, just you know. This is a good segue into where we come here. We're live on Tuesday, obviously off the heels of SmackDown Live where some pretty important events happen. Um, spoiler alert live. for all of you who don't watch wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I mean, don't, I mean, spoiler alert for people who don't watch wrestling live, that's on you. Um, Baron Corbin cashes in money in the bank and loses to Jinder Mahal. David, you actually called this this morning. You called it for SummerSlam on Sunday, and you said he was going to lose on Sunday. Uh, so I'm going to let you lead into this and why you thought that that would be the case and why it happened four days earlier than you thought it would. Look, over the weekend, uh, probably my mentor in life, Mr. Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, I uh, was going over on how he does. He just doesn't think Corbin's ready. And, uh, you know, gender, whatever you want to say about him, he's not really the best champ. But when you look at Corbin, uh, you know, he's in worse shape than gender. Uh, he's not really better in the ring than gender. Uh, he's a much worse promo. I mean, his promos are trash, and they're just so fake and robotic, and it's so obvious he's reading from a script, and he's forcing it. I mean, it reminds me of Roman when he started his push i think a lot of it is it does remind me of the roman push i think the difference is it's a heel he's not really over he comes out to crickets at least you know gender gets a reaction so i didn't really see him beating gender and i don't think anyone wants to see gender corbin and at the same time i don't think anyone wants to see corbin nakamura so i think maybe would have held it for a long time my thought that i would have said was you have 
Jinder Nakamura fight at SummerSlam, and then whoever wins that match, Corbin cashes in on them, and then Corbin loses there, because that way either you make Jinder a huge star or you make Nakamura the guy. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think that should have been done was because I think the fans aren't ready for Corbin to be WWE World Heavyweight Championship. We're recovering from the Jinder Championship, for Christ's sake. And I think the fans would have turned on him, similar to Roman Reigns. And I think, honestly, fans can maybe get behind Corbin now with him losing. You know, he wasn't ready. He still has to pay his dues. And I think in maybe a few months, maybe even a year, he'll be probably be world champion in maybe a year. But he's got to pay his dues, and I think he's got to slowly earn it. Yeah. Because the guy's had back-and-forth booking since he's debuted on the main roster. He's been back, you know, wins here, and then he loses, and he looks weak in certain spots. So I think the fans will actually get behind him. So I don't think this is a really bad loss for him, although right now it, it does look pretty bad because – I don't know. I mean, the guy didn't even get a move in. The guy just got rolled up. I want to point point out the hypocrisy here, David, because (laughs) literally two weeks ago, you loved Jinder Mahal's champion. I mean, I do like it. I think it's interesting. I just think for the majority of people. Okay. I mean, I like it. The thing is, you know, well, there's... I mean, I like it and I don't. I like it because hopefully it sells a network in a country that doesn't use streaming services. I don't know how smart that is, but, you know, hopefully it sells a network there. Hopefully it promotes the product. It's a product I like. It's like, you know, I don't like Cena, but what Cena's done for the company, you know, know this is what I have to do. So, I mean, I don't mind it. My problem with Ginger is I'm of the mindset that the best wrestler should be the champion, you know. Okada is the IWGP heavyweight champion. He's the best wrestler in the world. Omega's the second best. He's feuding with him for the belt. Naito, maybe a close third. He's also in the conversation. I think your best guys should be working for the belt. That's how I think it should be. But, you know, but going back to what I was saying earlier, he, um, what Meltzer had said was Corbin is just an example of WWE's fetish for tall guys. And Corbin took a lot of offense to that on Twitter, calling him out, saying he what he says doesn't mean anything. And I mean, this is a guy who's been journalism. He's the wrestling journalism guy for years and told him he's never taking a bump. And because he's never taken a bump in the ring, his opinion doesn't matter, which is funny because Meltzer hit him back with most of the people who write your script and write you have never taken a bump. And your boss didn't take one until he was 60. So (laughs) I don't know if that's why he got booked to get buried. But it may have been. So I don't know. Corbin on Twitter is pretty funny, though. His back and forth with Mojo and Cena have been hilarious. And Roman, actually. They've all made him look like a bitch, to be honest. <laughs> Nick, you love a good Bunny of the Bank cash, and how disappointing are you that you don't get that? Um, man. So, Troy, you did ruin the cash-in for me uh, since I was just coming well, back from work. It's cool. You don't. You don't watch SmackDown Live live. It's your fault. I know, I know. I, I've, I've learned this from you. Uh, I, I, I've had you on my group chat for years, so I understand to not look on a Monday night usually, but a Tuesday night spoiler is a little rare. Uh, thankfully, SmackDown's better than <laughs> Raw at usually, this point. Usually nothing happens to SmackDown. <laughs> but, uh, well, I'll tell you this. That's true. Battleground was so fucking awful that I said I'm not watching SmackDown 
and I went out with my boys. I said, I'm fucking done. Battleground was the worst pay-per-view. It was shit. And, of course, I miss it, and it ends up being amazing, and Jericho comes back. And the one time I miss it in, like, months. <laughs> you were so mad. crazy. Dude. I was pissed. The, uh, huh? I think, unfortunately, it took a year, but Raw is officially better week to week than SmackDown again, which is so sad. And it's really, really just disheartening, because SmackDown was so good. For a good, like, eight months well, there, and the, Raw uh, was bad for that eight months, and then now the last month and a half or so, the the lead-in to SummerSlam with Raw getting a little more time with their storylines, it's just helped out a lot more than SmackDown, kind of just throwing all these matches together. But, uh, David, I, I, I just want to say, I don't think I've ever actually met or spoke to you in real life, have I? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Actually, we did at one time. I don't know if we were playing dodgeball or softball or something. <laughs> I think <laughs> there was one I, instance. I think maybe. That, yeah, you were around to maybe play baseball or kickball or something like that. But other than that, we were in a fantasy group together for a few years. Uh, but I don't think I've ever actually spoke to you. So this is a first for all you listeners. But uh, it's actually pretty crazy. It's actually yeah. Now that you think, snatch. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's been years <laughs> in the making. This this is like, this is huge. I mean, this is just an explosion it's of big, talent yeah. right now. But uh, I'm a huge fan of Jinder, uh, and I I know that he's a raw talent. And most of the time, when you have a champion, especially the WWE champion, you know he's holding the big belt. Most of the time, that's saved up for uh, polished and tuned and known people. So when you give somebody who's raw the belt, you got to watch them grow. But I think he has grown the past few months while he's been champion. And I mean, the more I like him, the less I like Randy Orton, which is saying something and makes him look like he's doing well in a feud like that. Uh, But uh, you mentioned kind of how the Baron Corbin push feels similar to the Roman Reigns push. And I agree, but the difference between Roman and Corbin, you know, Roman back at that stage of his career, was that Roman was totally over for a while while he was in the Shield. And even when the Shield broke up, he was over over for a while. Right, for a little bit. But once, even when the Shield ended, he was over for a few months until people started realizing, like, oh shit, this guy can't do anything and can't talk. But Corbin was never over like right. that. Right. Well, it was this. It, it was the suckering suck attached promo, and it was the realization that oh shit, they're pushing this guy as the next Cena, and they're shoving him down our throat. And I think the fan base hates when any whenever anything is shoved down their throat. Exactly. But I Corbin, think that's what it Corbin was. Corbin was never really over like C, like a. Uh, Roman oh, no, was, he was trash, even, even in, in NXT. So, so that's why I think the hate for Corbin is so real. Like, not only do people enjoy hating him, they, like, actually dislike him. It's not just, like, booing Roman now because people dislike right. Roman, but it's for fun. Like, they no, no, it's, actually it's, it's, hate him. It's, uh, it's X-Pac, X-Pac heat, the get-off-my-TV heat. Like, I don't want to see you heat. It's not like boo, like you're a heel. It's boo, get off my TV. You're, I don't want to see you, and it's, which it's is com- bad. It's a combination of like his lame music, which I guess they changed, and then his like it's a better now, yeah. weird ass wolf shirts, and like he has the one catchphrase. It's just, it's just, it's brutal. But I will, you say, know what it is? Like he- heel Corbin, I think 
on Twitter as a bitch is oh, much better yeah. than heel Corbin uh, or heel Corbin in real life. Right. Well, I think that's because, you know, it's who's writing the lines there. It's him being himself on one and the other one, it's him reading from a script. And to be fair, when you watch Corbin on Talking Smack, when it kind of is unfiltered and it's kind of, you know, them being them, he is much better. He seems more relaxed. Yeah. And just more like, you know, shooting from the hip, which I guess was better. But uh, which, you know what it is I'm for me? pissed off they got rid of Talking Smack, by the way. Well, they were genuinely you know, the pissed pay-per-views. off. You know, it wasn't doing good on the ratings. I think it was the 20th most watched show on the network. So can't really complain there if no one was watching it. wasn't really a point. I'm more pissed they got rid of the pyros, you know. The big thing of pyro. Yeah, it's not in the budget. Got rid of the pyros. They could have at least kept the steam for my girl Becky Lynch's entrance. I miss that a lot. Anyways, going back to where we're talking about, I think one of the things about Corbin that's always bothered me is just his face. And maybe I'm nitpicking, but it's that face. I don't know what it is, you know. It's like Jinder has, like, the great facial expressions. They're amazing. I don't know. Corbin, he just, it's hard for him to emote emotions sometimes. Even when he looks angry, it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Jinder, that's just, maybe this is for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this kind of gives us a good segue. Now that there is no Mr. Money in the Bank, it kind of assumes the fact that there will be a, a champion at SummerSlam that will be one of the people in the match and not kind of have that money in the bank looming. Um, that match will be Jinder Hall versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I think that's probably a, not probably, it's probably the best place to start for when we break down SummerSlam tonight. What do you expect from this match, and who do you think wins? David, you have the <laughs> honors. Go first. Well, I was booking it one of two ways. One, uh, Jinder wins. And two... Nakamura wins, mm. and then Corbin cashes in on Nakamura, and Nakamura beats Corbin, and Nakamura is then the guy and is pushed as the guy as the star. That doesn't really work anymore. That's what I was pitching to Troy this morning. Uh, so, you know, having to rethink it, I think I'm going with Jinder. I think I'm going to yeah. keep going with Jinder. I'm I'm going with him. I think they you know they just gave him the win against Corbin. And, uh, you know, there hasn't been that much build for this feud. And, of course, there's no way to build it since uh, Jinder has one promo. And it's it's a good promo, but the anti-America promo, uh, you know, it doesn't really work against Nakamura. I mean, he's not American. And Nakamura has a tough time getting a promo, too, even though they should just let him do it in Japanese. <laughs> um, yeah, so there hasn't really been a way to build this feud. And I'm not sure that... I want to see this feud continue because it's just like an awkward setup. So I think if Nakamura wins, you'd need Jinder to get a rematch, and I don't think anyone wants to see that. To be honest, this match doesn't really do anything for me ring-wise. Um, I'm just excited to see what happens, but as a match, I'm not really too excited um, because Nakamura is good, but Jinder's all right. Uh, the Nakamura-Corbin uh, match did nothing for me. Even the Nakamura-Ziggler match didn't really do a lot for me. I thought that was a letdown because Nakamura looked really weak in that. He looked mm-hmm. really weak. So I'm not sure about this match. Um, I would think Jinder retains and then maybe ends up losing it a little more down the road. 
but I could see him going with Nakamura too. I mean, why not? This whole gender experiment really was pushing him to the top to try to sell network subscriptions. And they said, hey, let's give it a chance. You know, maybe he'll it's either sink or swim. I think he's swum pretty well, and I think I, it's going pretty well. So I think they're going to keep it going. I think he's going to win too. Really? But the way I look at it is, I think you're right. I, I think I don't think anybody wants to see Shinsuke Jinder twice, potentially three times. Because when you usually when you have somebody win and then fight again, they usually have a third time. I don't think anybody right. wants that. Um, and the big thing for me is obviously I think Shinsuke who win a title at any point and he'll be the guy i think he's that beloved i think people like him that much that it doesn't matter it doesn't need to be oh his first try give it to him the other side of the coin is shinsuke hasn't lost a singles match if i'm not mistaken since he came to wwe nope so only this a is tag a, match so this is a a huge push for him if jinder wins he's going to push for a guy who is wwe champion which is still the best belt in the company. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, this is going to be a, a three-peat for me. I'm going with Jinder winning also. Um, I think it's probably likely just like it has been for the last three pay-per-views, just like it was when Rollins first won the belt. There's going to be some sort of interference, whether it's the uh, the Singh brothers. I don't think it'll be Kali, but maybe even Baron Corbin interferes with the match. But I think Jinder walks out as champion. Um, maybe they reboot it for the next pay-per-view and they actually kind of develop a real feud. Cause at the moment, I mean, Nakamura and Jinder, they're in this title match. I think they've maybe been on screen together once. I mean, they haven't really done anything right, to promote this. this. It's just kind of thrown in. It's six days before I didn't watch SmackDown tonight, but I mean, yeah. uh, if they didn't really do much tonight, I mean, before this, all they had was Nakamura watching a Jinder match when he lost to Randy Orton randomly i mean that's it right well uh, well, the reason for that was uh because raw was in toronto raw and smackdown were in toronto and uh nakamura doesn't get a visa to go to canada to do the show so that was um taped so nakamura yeah so nakamura can't go to canada for the visa so that's why they had to do it which is awkward timing right so tonight was the first night that they actually had to have a face-to-face which really make it made it awkward because you know, one essentially one week of building up. <laughs> right. So, I mean, if they want to give this a real shot, and I, I wouldn't be, I'd be okay with them rebooting it in a month from now and giving them three or four or five weeks, however long it is between the pay per views, to kind of try to get a story going um, to see if something works there. Because I would like to see Jinder being able to do a promo that isn't like America sucks, because honestly, I mean, Nakamura, that doesn't really work against him. So if Jinder exactly. can come up with a new promo, Nakamura can kind of show his skills. They have maybe one or two matches with some Cena, Corbin shenanigans in between. I think, I think that could be somewhat compelling. I'm inter- I'm interested to see where it goes, but I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that it's the perfect fit. But if that is the route they go, I'd be interested to see it at least one more time. Yeah, that's I exactly think. what I'm thinking. And so on the other side of this, it's it's where Baron Corbin goes from here after losing money in the bank, and he faces John Cena at SummerSlam, a match that I don't care. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm get this one. I might, this might be the bathroom break match. I don't, uh, well, after tonight, maybe not. You know, I didn't really care much for this build. 
Uh, I think it was kind of random. They had a little back and forth on Twitter. But it, like, um, Cena really did anything tonight. Well, he he kind of cost him the. Well, he like title. he kind not really stand like he stood up from the apron after being attacked, and Bam turned around and punched him again. It's not like Cena like agitated him to come after him. It, I don't, it kind of maybe not, but I mean, I can see Corbin and, looking at it that and way. In all honesty, angry. if you're Corbin, when was the last time John Cena interfered in a match? You, you know, it's <laughs> it's how a heel character would rationalize it in his mind. John, I think might be the idea. Match since 2007. I think I'm thinking in my head that Corbin's going to hate Cena and blame him for it. And, you know, this match might be better. The only thing is, Cena lost clean to Nakamura uh, two weeks ago, right? Is he going to lose again to Corbin? I don't know about that. Cena hasn't been wrestling much, and when he has, he's taken a lot of losses recently. Obviously, he'd be Rusev, so, you know, that's fine. But I don't know if Cena's going to lose here. And Corbin taking another loss might be might be pretty bad for how, how how strong he was being booked before. Randy Orton Rusev is the bathroom break match. Oh, that match does nothing for me. I mean, this whole SmackDown card for SummerSlam is it's just a mix of superstars that all their feuds ended three weeks ago, so we're just throwing people together. It's kind of just like they put names on a dartboard and saw where the things landed, and it's like Rusev and Cena aren't going to fight again, so let's just throw Randy there with the other ethnic guy. And then Baron and Shinsuke can't fight again, so let's throw Baron with the one baby face that's left. And Shinsuke is the odd man out, so we're giving them to Jinder because AJ and Kevin well, technically, are too, uh, no. too good. He's not the only. Ty Dillinger, who's super over, is sitting out. Sami Zayn, I don't think, has a match either. I mean, there's two guys that they could be using, but they're not. I mean, Becky and Charlotte are sending out the pay-per-view, two of the best women in the company. I, I, I'm not I sure mean, what the hell's going on there. I, I'd give anything to see a, a Sami Zayn or Ty Dillinger match over seeing Randy Orton and Rusev fight. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, Sami Zayn makes can no squash sense. somebody who's like a local New Yorker or something, and I'd be fine with it. And Look, even, even Mike Bennett or Canellis, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> I mean, this guy had some great matches as the kingdom. And, I mean, I was a big fan. I was so excited for him to come. And he's a jobber. You know, in Miami, we had a house show on Sunday. I didn't go, but I saw the report that uh, Canellis fought Harper. And Harper clotheslined him at the beginning of the match. He did the discus clothesline and pinned him right away, immediately, and lost. The guy's he a lost jobber. ten seconds. Yeah, he's just a jobber, you know. And Maria's a great... Uh, you know, she's great too. Why not use her in the women's division? I'm not really sure. She's definitely the best. I mean, you've got all this talent out, out of the, the women yeah. on the SmackDown roster on at the Smack. moment. And yeah. she's not doing anything. And Becky and Charlotte are two of your best sitting at the pay per view. I mean, you know, you got Zayn, you got Dillinger, all these talented, uh, you know, superstars. I'm just going to sit out for more Rusev and Orton and Corbin. Uh, I don't know. To me, that goes kind of back to my problem before, where I said your best guy should be, you know, probably be the champion. You know, I mean, I, don't have, I mean, it's it's hard because I do kind of like the ginger thing, but it affects the rest of the card. Is what I'm saying. In a normal world, 
the Kevin Owens, AJ Styles belt would be the WWE Championship belt. I mean, those are the two biggest right. guys on the company right now. They're having a great. They're having the only real feud, and they're going for the U.S. Championship, which is like I'm fine with that, and they're really propelling that championship up. But in a normal world, Jinder would have the U.S. title, and he'd be fighting Nakamura for that. And those two guys, who are clearly the biggest guys on the card, would have the main event. I mean, that's what would make Both sense. Both who have been world champions before, both of them also. So. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that match is fun, though, because it was Shane McMahon, the special gift referee. Does I it would've... even need the U.S. belt, to be honest? It's been booked pretty well. No, yeah. oh, for sure. You know, it's, it's, it's almost been, I mean, I know the belt's gone back and forth, but it's almost become such a personal rivalry that, you know, I don't even know if they need the belt in that. I think that that's the third biggest match on the card. This pay-per-view, Styles Owens. Um, because, I mean, obviously that fatal four-way. We'll talk about that, you know, later. Is the biggest match. Yeah. I personally would put. Uh, I would personally put Seth and Dean getting back together as the second biggest match. That match, I'll be honest, I'm not really looking forward to it. I'll be honest, it's just my take, maybe. I'm but excited. I'm looking forward to what happens with it. I'm not looking forward to watching the match itself. Like, I'll tune in exactly. the first the five minutes leading up to the match, and I'll tune in the last two minutes of the match. But whatever happens in the middle, I don't care. And that's like... Those matches have put me to sleep recently yeah. on Raw. I'll and, just tell you that. And I like Sheamus and Cesaro, too. I like their neo-Nazi get-up and them being heels. And, like, <laughs> that's pretty fun. I don't mind them as champions. But just for whatever reason, I don't... I, I think I'm just honestly sick of Dean... In ring, he's just he does the exact same stuff every Sorry, single boring. match, and Seth just hasn't done anything super exciting for the last six months. Well, Ambrose goes at one speed. That's my problem with him. He has one speed, and uh, you know, he uh, it feels like he's not trying. And you know, that's something Austin got him got him on when he was on Steve Austin's podcast. He just felt like he wasn't trying, and you know, it's true. Sometimes I feel like he's just not trying. And there's some Ambrose matches where he actually tries and it looks really good. A lot of times he just phones it in, you know? I really feels like he's not trying. I feel like Dean Ambrose was made for that 2006-2007 era where ECW was still under WWE. Well, that ECW was trash, though. It was trash, but I feel like he would have thrived in that era. I mean, yeah, the guy comes from CZW, which is a hardcore, like, wrestling thing. But I guess that ECW was the furthest thing from hardcore. But, I mean, the guy that's not really fit for a PG show, so he's in a weird spot. But I'll just say, on Raw, like, those segments have, like, been so boring to me. And maybe it's because I wasn't a mark for the Shield. I could care less about the Shield. Uh, So, you know, them getting back together doesn't really really do much for me, to be honest. I'm interested to see, though, because I do think... uh, I don't know if we'll talk about that match later, but I do think that's going to be where Sheamus and Cesaro break up. Probably be the SummerSlam if I had to guess. Why? Uh, you know, just because it just feels like they're booking. Um, they don't like tag teams being together too long. It feels like they always want to break up tag teams. I don't know why. It's just what they do. The only, and, uh, the only problem with that theory is that Raw at this point doesn't have – they any really don't teams. have any tag teams. Like, uh, the Hardys came, and they were hot for a month and a half, and then they got stale and left. And then, like, a- after them, it's Anderson and Gallows, the right. Jameson Cesaro. And is there anybody else, especially now after the revival? Injured, but they're hurt. They got injured, yeah. 
Other and Enzo and Cass oh. got broke up. So, I, well, I mean, they're bringing them back together apparently. If you read online, no, there's no way. Just it'd be so dumb. But I mean, that's the rumor now. There's no way. Uh, I think they'd break them up just because it it you know they started off as a team that didn't trust each other. Then they grew to trust each other, and they're facing a team of two people who don't trust each other. And I think they're. I actually think. They're going to end up beating Sheamus and Cesaro. And uh, I don't know. I think that it would just be kind of coming full circle if they were to somehow then Sheamus and Cesaro not start trusting each other anymore because of this team that originally didn't trust each other. I just think it would be kind of funny. It would be the ultimate comeuppance, which is something the uh, E likes to do a lot. Mm. I, I, I think I could see that happening, but... If they win the belts off them, I, I see the one more feud next month where Shane oh, yeah, maybe yeah. break up in, in the be... aftermath. But I, I don't know if it happened right at Sunday. Yeah, maybe not. But I think it's it's bound to happen soon. And remember, there's talks about possibly being another superstar shakeup. So, well, I know. mean, the biggest free agent in sports entertainment is definitely going to Raw after SummerSlam, right? I mean, there's no question. What else does John oh, Cena have to do? I... Oh, you're talking about John Cena? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about John Cena. I was, I was going I with the WWE. I thought you were talking about Adam Cole. No, I'm going with the <laughs> WWE branding. Oh God. I'm sorry. You said the hottest free agent in <laughs> wrestling. I thought you said Adam Cole. I mean, you know, he just signed his contract. I hope he'll be at a takeover. You know? Oh, I mean, Excited. I'd be thrilled with that. Come on. But I, thought, yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. I'm like, what? Oh, absolutely, I think Cena will be there on Monday. I'm interested to see who he's feuding with. Probably Roman. I mean, if Roman's uh, champion, and especially, I don't think Roman's going to be champion. You know, I, the more I think about it, I, I'm putting all my money on Roman. I, I don't think really. I don't think Strowman gets it. I think Brock or uh, Brock is definitely not going to retain. And oh, I, I think Lesnar's retaining 100. percent Not a doubt in my mind. So we're split on this because Nick thinks Roman. You think Brock? I think Samoa Joe's going to win. Poor Strowman. Yeah, he's the one that the Strowman's the one that deserves it the most, and none of us think he's going to win. I don't, well, t- I don't think he's going to win because they're going to have Brock Strowman eventually. Soon. I, That's just going to happen soon. I think they're trying to avoid doing Braun the same way they did Roman. I think they're trying to wait longer on him as, well, as the top as the top heel in the company. And not push him as far as they did Roman as fast. Ooh, I just thought of something. I, I I'd much rather see Strowman Cena than Cena Roman right now after I'm, SummerSlam. I'm tired of seeing Cena fight giants. Uh, I don't know about that. I've been seeing Cena giants for ten years. I'm just having trouble booking Strowman for anybody other than Roman after SummerSlam. And I don't think they're going to continue with Roman if one of them has the belt. I think everybody wants Strowman Lesnar. Lesnar's gone, right, though. He's not gone. He, he's booked for shows after SummerSlam. He's booked. Yeah, but. He's not going anywhere. But, like, not that he. I'm not saying gone. But, I, and if he's booked, then Look, he's probably. The, the champion. John's You're Jones right. fight. The Johns Jones fight is a very long time away. He still has to enter the USADA testing pools, which apparently he might have just done. But he has to submit to testing in USADA for at least six months before he can even have a chance of fighting again in the UFC. So that fight is a long time away. And 
I don't think that's happening anytime. Look, if John Jones wants to sit ringside at SummerSlam, you know, all power to him. He's a businessman. I think it makes sense. But I don't think that's actually, you know, and, and the talk about it is certainly helping interest in this match. But look, the Lesnar's not going anywhere anytime soon. By, by Lesnar not being there, I didn't mean disappearing. I meant that he just, for somebody who shows, show he shows up once a month if we're lucky. And to kind of just have, if, if Strowman's going to feud with Lesnar coming up, that's Strowman coming out and either doing promo work 100% on his own, which I'd feel terrible for him. I mean, he's fi- a fine promo, but he's not. He's not nearly as experienced to kind of hold a whole segment like that on his own. And and if he's not doing that, then that means he's just not on the show until Brock's on the show. And that but just ruins the wor- the best thing about Raw is seeing Strowman come out I mean, there every that's week. that's true. It's true, but the, the thing is is that the great thing about Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar doesn't have to be there because he doesn't talk anyway. Paul Heyman can show up and Brock Lesnar not be there. Mm-hmm. That's true. Brock say he hasn't said a word since 2014 on television. <laughs> no, he's, he I said profanities. He said yeah, profanities. Exactly. Well, no, he hasn't, he hasn't said a word with a microphone in his hand <laughs> since, like, 2014. Now, he, like, screams into the camera. That's not true. When Paul was attacked the other – during that Samoa Joe build-up, he talked to Samoa Joe about it. He took the mic for Heyman and, and backed his boy up. Brock is actually pretty good on the mic considering – Actually, not bad. Like but Heyman's Heyman. <laughs> That's all needed. I don't. I'll be honest. It may be a controversial take, but I don't think Strom is ready to be champion. I agree. I mean, the guy's been wrestling for less than four years. It's crazy. He's incredibly green. I mean, I think he's good, but at the same time, I mean, he's just a freak of nature. So, I mean. There's certain things that I don't know if he could do, and the the mic work, and obviously it's a guy you want to see as champ, but I don't actually know if he's ready yet. I mean, luckily as a character, he seems like a guy who isn't necessarily wrestling in this title match because he wants the belt. He's wrestling because he wants to destroy people, and you don't need that type of person to be a champion, which exactly which helps him. I mean, he can just go out and. Once his feud ends, he can go and find. I mean, maybe he'll just unfortunately start fighting Bray Wyatt again, or you know, and then you'd have like the oh, he used to be part of the Wyatt family. Which of these huge people will win the fight, and they could just destroy each other for three months? I mean, that's what Strowman's for. Right, it doesn't make sense really. I don't know if it makes sense for Strowman's character to want the championship. He looks like someone that just wants to kill everyone. Right. He's not really pursu- – which is what I mean, my problem was. With, uh, Why can't you kill everyone and be champion? You because can. it's not like – he. I mean you can't, but he's never made a goal of it. It's never been I'm going to be the champion. It's more he, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And, said, like I'm going to destroy you. The mic in his hand that he wants to be universal champion on numerous occasions. And I don't think so because I think he said – I don't he, think so. He said that he wanted Lesnar or that he wanted – Rome. Yeah, exactly. But he's never he's said never he wanted really Lesnar to like, win the belt. I want yeah, to be the champion. You know, I mean, just it's, go back it, and look was, at it. I know for a fact he has said I want to be universal champion. He might have said it once, but it doesn't. At the same time, it's for the character. Character-wise, it doesn't make sense. It's like Bray Wyatt when he won the championship. It didn't make sense. Like Bray Wyatt's <laughs> character shouldn't want to win a championship. It doesn't make sense. Now, see, 
Bray Wyatt's ever said he wants to win a championship, which is why I, I agree with you on that one. But I think Braun doesn't and make him any different. sense. I don't know. If being a champion gets you more followers, I guess it works for Bray. Unfortunately, if if that could have been how it was booked, but I, I can't stand Bray Wyatt anymore. No. I'm done with it because he throws viscous liquid on people. <laughs> now, yeah, I know you raw yet nick no but, but, I, I, but <laughs> judging from what you're saying i could pretty much picture it Bray Wyatt threw basically a bucket of what a, a quote-unquote appeared, appeared to be blood on finn <laughs> balor and when they got back from the break michael cole is sitting on the announcer table and he goes it appears that bray wyatt has thrown a viscous liquid <laughs> on bray wyatt <laughs> Couldn't even say blood on television. <laughs> he said viscous acidic liquid. I mean, Cole's a pro. Direct- that just shows how how a seasoned veteran acts. I mean, they can't say blood on TV. They're just trying viscous, to be edgy. Viscous acidic liquid. I'm telling you, Finn on Sunday is going to show up as demon, and he's going to squash Bray <laughs> in two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. And then Bray will go back to SmackDown after his three-month hiatus on Raw. Well, what I said what they should do with Bray, and I'm not sure if I've said this on the podcast yet, is it's time to rebook his character completely, have him be off TV for a little bit, and come back as almost a southern preacher, and uh, have him be a new kind of cult leader, if you know what I mean. I'm fine. And he'd be, he'd, uh, be, he'd have backstage segments where, you know, maybe he'd find Darren Young and be like, you know, you're feeling down, but, you know, I believe in you. And I think I think you can actually be great here if you just you know, you know Believe just listen to yourself. what I have to say. Believe. Yeah, kind of like that. I would have said Bo Dallas was actually the example I used to use for that gimmick. Uh, would be kind of taking his brother under his wing, and uh, you know being like you know I can I can help you, and just being a, like kind of like a nice kind of guide like that. As a cult leader, it would have been very interesting. Have him dress kind of like maybe in like a turquoise suit <laughs> or the salmon suit, like my boy Mark Henry back in the day. Not Bray Wyatt in a suit. I'm I'm a fan of it. I'm thinking he has about red it. dreads. You have to change the whole look. I'm and have I'm him okay. Be a Southern preacher cult like leader. It would be amazing because okay. something needs to change with him because he puts me to sleep every time he shows up. Would you rather him though take Corbin on the moon? On a... <laughs> that's uh, that's a story for another day. I'm thinking of going if you. If you book, uh, if you book Bray kind of like uh, Samson, and you just have him walk around backstage with a guitar, and he comes onto stage with a guitar but doesn't sing, he just he goes silent for like three months. He becomes a mute, and he's just this kind of depressed, walking around loner type. So, so he becomes Jeff Jarrett. Sure, why not? Why did Elias get rid of Samson? I'm, I know it was Vince, but I mean. Why, why is it they, just Elias? Why did Antonio get rid of Cesaro? <laughs> why did Big E get rid of Langston? Why did Alexander get rid of or Rusev, Rusev get rid of Alexander? Not sure. I, Not a fan. I like I like Rusev by itself. I never liked Alexander Rusev. Yeah, Alexander's kind of a bad name for that. I mean, yeah, they just like every random like randomly like, well, time for you to lose half of your name. You know, It'd be a much better sign for Baron Corbin's future if they just dropped the Baron and called him Corbin from here on out. Well, 
Neville's name before he was just Neville. Adrian Neville. Adrian, Adrian Neville. Neville, right. I like my boy when he was ner- known as Pac back on the <laughs> Indies. It's my favorite. You know, the worst one recently was TJ Perkins. It's now TJP. That's Which awful. is fine. I'm okay you with know, that. I'm not okay with it because of the reasoning. Supposedly, the reasoning is Vince ate at Perkins, and he thought it was disgusting. <laughs> it and is. he hates the restaurant so much that he didn't want any reference of it or anything being associated <laughs> with Perkins. So he forced TJ Perkins to become <laughs> TJP because he thought Perkins was disgusting. And honestly, <laughs> I mean, Perkins is pretty gross. I think I've eaten there twice where I've been on a road trip, and it's been the only place to eat, and it's been gross. But, I mean, come on. There, That's perfect. That's great. There are two great things about Perkins. One is that it's 24-7 Wi-Fi. And two is that you can literally order anything on the menu any time of day. But the stuff on the menu that you're ordering isn't good. <laughs> then what does it matter? I don't know. In Minnesota, like, people – I, I had – people in uh, college always had study sessions there. And they'd go because they can go and get a, a glass of coffee and sit there at, from 11 o'clock to 2 in the morning writing their thesis or whatever. So they'd go because it was open and it was the winter and it was warm and you can get a warm drink or, or ice cream or something in the middle of the, in the, middle of the night. But uh, not a great place. We've talked way too much Perkins on this podcast. Perkins, we want ad money. Mm. I refuse. I'd take it. I'll sell out for Perkins. I'll, I'll take it all back if they throw us some money? cash. You refuse to take money? I'm only taking sponsors of places I enjoy. <laughs> I'm not selling out. Yeah, I, Did you know Pizza Heaven got shut down? Dude, I was devastated. Dude, I, I actually shed tears, dude. I would be the first person to sell out, in all honesty. I'd never sell out. I hope my fan base is listening right now. I will never sell you out. Let's get back to wrestling. Let's talk some women's championships. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on Naomi and Natalia because that's a. I'm going to fall asleep during that one and have to wake up before the next match. But I really am excited about Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks. Alexa is amazing. I'm not interested in that Alexa's match. Fantastic. I, I'm not what? interested in Sasha. I Banks. think it's as good a wrestling match as you can have. That isn't Charlotte Sasha seventy four. I don't. It does nothing for me. I'm happy it's not Bailey Alexa. I'll say that. Because that I would have skipped. I would have absolutely not watched that. Refuse. I love Alexa. She's a huge draw. Not a fan of Sasha at all. Not a fan of the upside down booking where Sasha's looked incredibly strong and then looked really weak for a while. Then looks strong and then looks weak. It makes no sense. I understand. I want. I want to see Nia Alexa. I know why they didn't do it because that should be something that's built up way more than a week before with what happened to Bailey. But um, Cause they're not kind too of- interested, to be honest. Nia needs a chance. That's a hundred percent sure. It might not be now, but she's been she's improved so much in the last six months, eight months that. They're giving championship chances to everybody in the, on the women's roster left and right. And she, for her not to even be in a championship match yet is uh, pretty crazy. Well, I don't know about that. On Raw, I think it's been just back and forth between, you know, Sasha and Bailey, Alexa. If not, I 
was on SmackDown, she would already be champion. Yep. I don't. I don't know about that. And Naomi's pretty Charlotte's good. Charlotte's not champion. Charlotte hasn't even been champion yet. Yeah. And Becky hasn't won it back either. Natalia so, is Nat- fighting. Natalia's getting a. Cha- she's not going to win. Babyface Charlotte's so I annoying. Think, oh yeah. She just needs to be heel. I think Charlotte will turn heel and after Survivor Series, mm-hmm. but not I yet. Think, I think Natalia is going to win. No, I don't think it makes sense for her to win. I think you're going to get a curveball here. Well, if Natalia wins, who would you rather see uh, what's-her-name cash in against, Natalia or Naomi? It makes sense for Natalia. I think so, too. I I mean, the only reason I could see Natalia getting the rub is because she has a crossover appeal from Total Divas. She's, uh, out of all the women on that roster, I think she's the only one that really shows up a lot on there. And if you're, you know, I know people... And she used to, but I know people who actually don't watch wrestling at all. They just watch Total Divas, and they probably know Natalia. So if she's wrestling for the championship, you know, maybe they actually tune in. I don't know. So I think maybe the crossover appeal is there. I don't know if it's enough for her to win the belt, uh, you know. But maybe they want to incorporate that into a storyline for Total Divas. I don't know. I don't watch that show, by the way. <laughs> Trash. Does nothing for me. I watch. I don't have any shame. Look, there's too much wrestling for me to actually go sit down and watch a reality show on the divas I don't care about. I mean, you watch a lot of the shows on the network, don't you? I don't watch any. They're trash. You don't watch the occasional ride-along? Never. Trash. My problem with those is they're scripted. My problem with those is they're not allowed to shoot from the hip. It's my problem. We do listen to a lot of Talk is Jericho, though. Talk is Jericho. Oh, I listen to podcasts. I listen to like four or five podcasts a week (laughs) just on wrestling. I don't have time to watch Total Divas. (laughs) I should get back into Talk is Jericho. I I used to listen to it religiously, and then I stopped probably about a year ago just because I had too many podcasts building up. He just did a a podcast with Brizanne last week. It was hilarious. David, like, totally marked out, and, like, we, like, fangirled over it. It was awesome. Oh, are we figuring out the results of the Breezango fiasco You're not. at SummerSlam? They're not giving any hints, which has been... It's why it's so perfect, because they keep getting... Like, Breezango in the storyline keeps getting closer to figuring it out, but they haven't dropped a single hint as to who it is for the fans. Well, There's it, not a... The only people that keep showing up are the Ascension. And, like, <laughs> if it's going to be them, it's going to be the biggest disappointment of all time. Watch the, watch the I segment. know who it is. Watch the segment from today because it's perfect. It's one of the funnier ones. I already know who it is. No, you don't. Is it The Rock? I mean, it's who I want, it's who I want it to be. Can I say that? Yeah. I mean, look, we all know it's probably going to be Rowan and Harper as some reunited tag team. And it's going to be awful. But I'll tell you who it is, who it should be. It should be Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, the iconic duo from NXT, called up. It'd be hilarious to see that it was two women who were beating these two up. And they could have a fashion angle there. And we've already seen Breeze take bumps from Nikki Bella. This would be hilarious. And then at the same time, you have two females who move in and, and boost up the women's division there. Be an interesting, funny take. 
on that. I'd love that. That's how I would book it. The problem is I don't see that happening at all. <laughs> the problem with that is that, that, that Brizongo's kind of, be, kind of become like New Day was two or three years ago, where they put them together, and all of a sudden now they have the life of their own, where they are extremely popular and could contend for tag team titles. No, no, no. They, they were more in the Sandow position when he was Mizdow. Yeah, I think they are like they're seriously like tag team contenders at this point. Because you know, I don't, th- I don't think they are. Usos for the tag. I know it was like a comedy match, but it was still a really good match. It was a good match, but they were never going to win. There were times where I thought they were going to win. That's the point, is that the point of that match was they were to convince you they were going to win, but they never were. It's like good. I, That's also it's saying like in, they're good enough to win. It's like in the G1. There's uh, the G1 this year in New Japan. There's a guy called Yano, and he's fat, and he's trash. And he tries to win most of his matches with, like, low blows and, like, roll-ups. And he's garbage. And he spends most of the time running away. He's a comedy act. But occasionally he beats, like, the greatest, like, performers in the company by doing that. So there's always a chance when you watch his match that he could pull off an upset, which is crazy. But at the end of the day, I feel like that's what Brizongo is. Is that they're a comedy act that have a chance to upset but for the most part, they're not going to. So you couldn't see that upset being at like Elimination Chamber for the tag belts. I I can't. It's too much of a comedy act. No, it's it's, it's I like agree. it's it's like when Santino was in the chamber and everyone thought he was going to win, <laughs> and he was it was crazy. The place popped and he didn't. Or Santino in the Rumble. Santino almost won the Rumble. Can you believe that? The place is going nuts. He also has one of the shortest exits in the Rumble in history. I mean, yeah, of course. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying is they've been booked too much as comedy that I don't know if they can actually win. So, so David, your guess is uh, Harper and Rowan as the the Vandals? I'm just saying if I had to put my money on it, it's them. Troy, who Who are you going with? It should be. No, no, no. I'm going – no, no, no. I'm not going with that because when it's Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, I want it to be known that I was the only one in the world <laughs> who saw that coming. All right. My thing with Rowan and Harper is they wouldn't take the time to ruin a studio. That's not their characters. They would just punch you in the mouth. What if you discovered that they lived in the studio? Well, I don't know. I'm, I don't, I'm not buying it. Um, who do I think it is? I, d- <laughs> I think it would be hilarious if it was the Ascension. <laughs> That they, they've been in like they've been there the entire time, like the perfect crime. Uh, but I honestly have no idea. I, I, I literally don't. I have no idea. It is. I'm I'm going with Chad Gable because what the hell is he doing anyway? What? But does make sense? Why would one person face a tag team? Because he's better than them, and he used to be a tag team, and it's not his fault his partner left. But it's not That's his an fault that his partner. His partner is um, Kurt Angle's son. Kurt Angle's son. <laughs> Don't insult my intelligence. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else I, that we've missed? Any big matches that we haven't touched? I know there's about seven matches, but I talked about Big Show with one hand, Big Cass with Enzo. That match does nothing Shark for Tank. me. You know why that match does nothing for me? Because now Big Cass beats Show. But it'll be, oh, well, Big Show had a broken hand. So, you know, 
Who cares? Fuck my ass. You think I care about this fucking match? It's trash. I've given up on the big cuck. He's a failure. He's going to be with, out of the company within two years. His promos are fucking trash. He's only getting a reaction because he broke up a beloved tag team. Once this shit gets done with, no one's going to give a fuck. He's going to come out to crickets. He's going to come out to crickets. And the fact that they've had to change his entrance music four times shows you that. To go back to the question, Nick, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be um, the hype bros. What? They haven't been around for a bros. while. I guess I wouldn't be that terrible. That makes no sense. You should have said, come to Puerto Rico. The shining not, stars. Oh God! Please, the clones no. have already been exonerated. What? They proved that it wasn't the clones. Oh yeah, you're right. But then they prove <laughs> it. Ha- it's not the fucking uh, ascension. Yeah, they proved it's not the ascension. They proved it's not the clones. But they haven't ruled out the hype bros. The one time you we've seen the, the hype bros, it's the shining stars. No, it's the clones now. Know, but what yeah, if it is the shining stars that are doing it? Because they yeah, exonerated exactly. the clones, but now they're back in the shining not stars. The shining stars. Can it be there the golden go. truth? No. Oh, yeah, they broke up. Well, they can get back together to beat up Rizanga. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually the original. Yeah, that would make sense. No, that's a joke. <laughs> I'm telling you, my prediction is the best one. I've already emailed the WWE. <laughs> It could what? just be one big person. I just don't know who it is. It, there's absolutely no way to tell. It's Kane. <laughs> oh, J&J Security? J&J Security. All right, let's just stop. Oh, the Singh brothers. <laughs> they might need to do something if Jinder loses. It's the Singh brothers. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make we sense. Haven't talked- None of this Tazawa makes any Neville. sense. We haven't talked about what? Neville. Tazawa. It was actually a good match on Raw. It was amazing. Good match. The, the cruiserweights have the cruiserweight championship hasn't had a bad match in like half a year. No, and it Nev- keeps Neville's being put incredible. On the pre-show. It keeps being put on the pre-show. Of course. Mm. I'm glad they stopped changing to the purple fucking ropes. It looked fucking ridiculous. It took way too much time. I felt so bad for the people that had to change it every single week. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They cut the fucking smoke from <laughs> Becky's entrance, but they kept the fucking purple ropes around like a fucking joke. You kidding me? I'm mad. Mm. Uh, I am excited other- for the rematch, though. I I'm do. a big You're Titus not- Worldwide fan. Everybody's a big Titus Worldwide fan. I'm just a fan of stables in general. And well, the only stable in the E. I will say this. I didn't like that Apollo came out after Akira won. Because what, has Apollo, Cru- what has Apollo Crews done? It's Titus Worldwide. But he won a match since he joined Titus Worldwide. He has, he, no reason to cele- he has no reason to be celebrating Titus Worldwide. He almost beat Strowman, dude. So did Kalisto. No, Kalisto beat That's Strowman. That's what I was saying earlier. I was telling Troy. Okay. So me and David had this argument earlier. He says that Strowman lost a lot. Strowman has, only lost, Strowman has only lost twice in singles competition. Singles, he's but he's lost a lot. No, so he's lost that Kalisto dumpster match, but it, he really didn't lose. Like, if we're being honest, he really didn't lose. Okay, are, are we considering 
Braun Strowman, the Raw singles competitor, with Braun Strowman, the guy with the black sheep mask. Because the guy with the black sheep mask lost a lot in the Wyatt family. Didn't he lose to Ronda Rousey or The Rock or somebody? At WrestleMania? No. Oh, no, that yep. was Rowan. That Rowan. was Rowan. That was Rowan. Hey, don't talk shit about Rowan. How many people can say they had a match with Rock at Mania? I know. Rowan's he lost in six seconds. I don't care. I'd he say like I had a, a match with Rock. I had it's a the match. shortest match in history. It's not. Daniel Bryan Sheamus is. Yeah, that's really sad. I don't think it is. Daniel Bryan Sheamus is. It's one, one uh, broke kick. That's it. That was a title match. That was for the heavyweight championship. Yeah, it was World Heavyweight Championship. Dana Bryan kisses AJ, turns around, ring the bell, bro <sighs> kick, that's it. I almost made a really big mistake, and I almost said that we haven't had a big match like that end really quickly in a while, but then I forgot the whole Goldberg fiasco. <laughs> Don't talk about that. Don't bring up Goldberg. Or subject for the Maybe Goldberg's the one in Rizango's room. <laughs> He couldn't it's, find his way out of the, the out of the uh, studio, so he got there. It's Goldberg and his son. Stop bringing Goldberg's son. All right, I'm done. I'm Goldberg's son. I just wanted to chime in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, Goldberg's son. Uh, what were we talking about? Cost. I think we were trying to talk Akira Tozawa and Neville in this. Right, I'm a big fan of uh, Titus Worldwide. I think I'm going to order the shirt. Um, I'm always a big fan of stables. I don't think there's enough stables in the E. I agree with that. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big Sanity fan. The I'm a big uh, Titus Worldwide fan. There's really no the other League stable. Of Nations. I don't want the League of Nations. <laughs> I think the League of Nations are pretty good. And the Misfits are fine. Uh, I don't. I guess I like that. I, I'd, I'd rather if Miz had a couple more Misfits. But the I thing is, I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a stable. That's like Jinder and the Singh brothers. Like, I don't know if that's a stable. Yeah. Mm, to, before we continue, you've you've heard Bodak's conspiracy theory podcast of Talk Is Jericho, right? It was amazing. I actually like know a lot of the stuff he was talking about. It was crazy. It was <laughs> awesome. It was great. You know, which one to... was really good was the Tagus Jericho with Naya. Learned a I lot about I her. I didn't listen to that one. She seems gained like a really some respect nice person. for her. She was actually really cool, gained a lot of respect for her. Apparently, but yeah, she, what were we talking about? Apparently, all Naya does is carry Alexa Bliss like piggyback rides all behind the scenes. Oh, have you seen that? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I do so, have I do have a question for you guys. Or yeah. uh, let, let's go through a couple questions slash scenarios and see. Uh, question one: Do you think there's any NXT surprises or call ups during SummerSlam? I'm not saying during the weekend because obviously Saturday there could be a handful of surprises. But for the SummerSlam event, do you think anybody shows up as a surprise from NXT? No. That's unfortunate. NXT's in a really bad spot right now. Yeah. Their house shows have record low attendance. And when I went, look, when I went to the NXT show down here in Miami, I paid front row. And my boy Shinsuke was there. And my boy Dillinger. You know, all these these guys are gone. And the revival's gone. And DIY is broken up. You know, they're in a rough spot right now. They're well, repeating some of the feuds. You know, Adam Cole's showing up. And he might save it single-handedly. It's Adam Cole, baby. But, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if they're ready for another big star to leave. 
Well, you know, the only one the person who's going to save be... NXT is Baron Corbin when he gets sent back down after oh losing at SummerSlam. <sighs> I think it's yeah. Bobby Roode getting called up, but it's not going to happen at SummerSlam. I don't know when he'll get called up. I mean, he's pretty old. I'd like to see him get called. I mean, the the roster's so stacked. I don't know where he fits in. And I, that's my thing. Like, I love Rude, and he's been amazing on NXT in the year and a half that he's been there. But, like, I don't see anybody on the main roster that it really makes sense for him to feud against unless you're going with, like, something really out of, out there like Triple H, which, again, wouldn't make any sense at all. That'd be a – I don't know. That's kind of a dream match. I mean, I would love that. I'd love to see those two. I mean, that'd be incredible because they're, like, they're like pretty much the same type of person. But Right. They're both so good at psychology, like in-ring psychology. It'd be amazing. But I don't know. I don't know who you could feud with. Maybe AJ? that's the NXT Maybe. feud that uh, <laughs> that gets people going. Triple H just goes back to NXT and says, you guys have all been crap. I'm here to ruin the, uh, to ruin the division. He goes you know, it and sounds fights. like something he would do. Yeah, he'd probably give him total character. title belt too. Exactly. So, <laughs> I, I, I'd be totally down for a Triple H Bobby Roode NXT six month feud. When did Triple H come back to the WWE? We haven't seen him since he lost to Seth Rollins. Yeah, well, the last time he had that big appearance was the day after SummerSlam. So maybe SummerSlam or about a year from that uh, when he came and helped Kevin. No, he lost. He lost. To, he lost to Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. No, no, but I'm saying like he was gone for a good like four or five months. Yeah. And then the the night after SummerSlam, he came and gave Kevin the belt. So I mean, we're a year from him coming and interfering and kind of making his 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 presence felt again. So maybe we're due up. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Stephanie come back at SummerSlam, but the storyline wise, there really isn't anywhere they'd fit in, unless of course he like. Helps Roman win the belt or something like that. But what about H. Strowman? I think they're going to be okay with that. I think they're building towards Shane Triple H at WrestleMania, right? I mean, that's going to happen eventually. Uh, I don't know. That feud's cooled off so much between them just because the McMahons haven't been on at all. He's saying Shane. Shane. Do you remember the storyline I told you about what should happen when Vince dies? Shane Triple H should fight for the. No, that's not what it was at all. No, I don't remember. <sighs> all right, but what should happen? At, this is such a side note, but I have to do it because it's so good. <laughs> what should happen when Vince dies is they should uh, have Stephanie come out and be like, okay, we need to focus on you know the future of the company and who's going to lead the company. And then Triple H's music hits, and he comes out, and uh, he... Like pedigree Stephanie and says, I'm running this now or whatever. And then Shane comes out and then Shane and Triple H have a feud. And then it's almost a war angle where some wrestlers side with Shane and others sign with Triple H. But then the returning CM Punk shows up <laughs> and CM Punk says that it was part of his contract to coming back and Vince's dying wish was to make good <laughs> with CM Punk. And CM Punk runs his own thing. And this culminates in a ladder match between CM Punk, Triple H, and Shane McMahon as a main event at Mania for control of the company. And CM Punk wins. <laughs> and the next night on Raw, in the ultimate swerve, CM Punk hands control of the company over to Stephanie, the biggest betrayal of all time. The ultimate heel turn. That's my take on Vince's death. 
unfortunately, I, I love it. I think it's the greatest. But Vince isn't dying for another 45 years just because I don't think he can die. So in your scenario, Triple H is fighting Shane, and they're both about 106. Yeah, CM Punk is 70. That's I mean, I'd, I'd love to see Take the day. I'd love to see it, but... <laughs> That's my scenario right there. That's how I would book Vince's death. <laughs> are, are we missing anything from the card? Have, I mean, is there anything? One match. We forgot New Day and the Usos. Day one is H. Actually, one of the better matches on the card. Yeah, it is. Day one is H. Uh, the Usos are just so good as heels. Who would have ever thought? I mean, they were, I was never a fan of them as just generic guys who are excited. Though they were trash. <laughs> They've gotten a lot better. Um, I mean, this will be pretty good. Yeah, it'll be fine. I liked two weeks ago that uh, the New Day came out in the red jumpsuits and almost had the uh, the hints of heel New Day again. I'd like them to turn back heel uh, eventually. As good as the rap battle. That was great. The rap battle was pretty damn solid. You know, that had the potential to be one of the worst segments of all time. Man, yeah. it was long, too, but it, it was worth yeah. it. It actually was, you know, it was a good apart. segment. It was Could funny. Because, but see, here's the thing, that they didn't leave anything off limits. Mm-hmm. Like they, right, that was why it was good. Dick jokes, they, they made jokes. Fun of things. Yeah, they made fun of things that, that they probably shouldn't have made fun of, but it was funny. I, I loved the, uh, the, the Uzos cracking up. I mean... I mean, that's how you know it's it's kind of real and kind of ad-libbed. And, I mean, just half of them starting just, like, laughing in the middle of... Was, was it Xavier who was rapping at that point? Xavier well, got made fun of for the whole page thing. Right. And That's the real vicious, uh, acidic liquid. <laughs> <laughs> I could understand if they didn't want to say semen on air. Uh, I, I, I'd be okay with them uh, whitewashing that one out of it. So you're okay with viscous acidic liquid for that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> Wanted to clear that up. Did you, you only have that one question you wanted to bring up, Nick? Um, the other question, that I wrote two questions down. I was hoping to think of more, and uh, I kind of just forgot to think of more. The other one is, is when's the last time a SummerSlam card looked as bad as this one? It's trash. I mean, and that probably means it'll actually be a pretty good SummerSlam because I have no expectations whatsoever. But it's got to be like four or five years since there was a SummerSlam that was this bad looking. The the last big pay-per-view I was this least excited about was was WrestleMania. WrestleMania. No, WrestleMania this year. I had absolutely no excited. And actually, it was better, a lot better than I thought it would be up until Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt came on and it ruined the entire show for me. The uh, the, that's, pro- the projections of the weird uh, worm yeah. gifts didn't do it for you. It's it's still the worst match I've ever seen in the history of WWE. I don't know. Roman Taker was no. pretty bad. No. I'm fine with Roman because, putting an old guy out of his misery. Fine with it. That was okay with that because it, Taker just we can't do anything anymore. But they had but to it, have him. It have shouldn't have gone match. 20 minutes. I get it right, but it wasn't worse than them. Portraying Bray Wyatt to have godlike powers, and then all he did was project worms onto the ring. Right, and then he got squashed essentially. 
<laughs> what's crazy about that match was it was like 10 minutes long but it felt like 30 it's, it's <laughs> like great. it was it felt like it such was the a long slowest match. pace of all time it was crap <laughs> It's great thinking that the aftermath of that match was the weird House of Horrors match where Jinder Mahal stole the championship belt, drove around in a limousine for three weeks, and then came out from under the ring and beat up Randy Orton. That was great. I thought that was amazing, but (laughs) I feel bad for Randy because Randy had that WrestleMania match, the House of Horrors, and the Punjabi prison. I really feel bad for Randy. Randy's (laughs) stock has just plummeted. Like... A year ago today, you probably would have drafted him in, like, the second or third round. Now, I mean, does he even get drafted at this point? I mean, it's just sad. He's, those he's, are a late, some of the... he's a late-round flyer on my board next year. I mean, he's always got that chance of being a champion because, I mean, they do that. But he's an evolution guy. But, I mean, the, the WrestleMania match, the House of Horrors and Punjabi Prison are three of the worst matches of the year. Man, I'd, I'd really pop for a Batista return right about now. Um, I said he wants to come back. There's been enough time since he he had the no, that Royal Rumble thing. The last... Last time he came back was an absolute debacle. No, because they got the. I don't know. He put gifts. Brian over. He put him over. He, he had put, a decent. He put Brian over. They had a decent run as Evolution against the Shield for like two or three pay per views. I think you can argue that Brian was well over before Batista showed. I mean, up. not. I don't mean putting like getting him over. I mean, he did. You know, he did business. He put him over at Mania. Brian. Daniel isn't champion at that mania if Batista doesn't win the uh, the Royal Rumble and have, get such a bad reaction out of it. If somebody else wins the Rumble there... Yeah, uh, exactly. He like, did the business I mean, Daniel probably isn't even in the main event two months later. Batista himself said when he came back that he, wa- he actually likes putting people over. The guy's a professional. He does business. You know? He's practically... It'd be interesting that. to see him come back. Yeah. He's great. I'd love to see him come back, but I'd also love to see Triple H come back because I'm the biggest Triple H mark who's ever lived. Um, I mean, my only problem is you can't really rely on these guys too much. It's really time to start building, you know, build your own stars. Yeah. You know, you can't every the one thing about the SummerSlam that's interesting is we actually don't have a Triple H match or, you know, a Sting or a Goldberg or. You know, relying on these huge characters from the late 90s, or early 2000s to carry the show. Because it seems like for a long time, these big pay-per-views, you'd call up these returning legends to kind of carry the show. Well, um, it's the big show. I guess well, he's the I only one. Well, I can't really count him. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Cena's like right, the only exactly. like legend that's on the card, really. Right, that's like one of the older veterans, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, I I mean, they can't rely on these guys forever because you're getting up there, you know. I mean, I guess Shane's a special guest ref, but there's no Shane match. There's no Triple H match, you know. So, I really do think they need to focus on building their guys. (laughs) The inevitable Shane KO match is not something I'm looking forward to in the next four months. Oh, that does nothing for me. Ugh. But to be honest, AJ Shane was not looking forward to that, and that was a lot better than I thought. So, uh, you know, I I'm trying to think. I think I probably would have preferred Jericho as a special guest referee than Shane, but 
I'm oh, that would have been hilarious. There. But there's no way he calls it down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it great. <laughs> Maybe Shane gets knocked out and then Jericho runs out in a ref outfit. Jericho, that could happen. Jericho's on tour with Fozzie. He is on tour, though. Yeah, but he... I don't it, know if he can make, make pe- the date. People keep saying that and then he keeps showing up. No. Well, he was in town. He's Jericho. He was in town to film the... Um, the animated series on YouTube. No, not the ant, not Camp WWE. It's that other one. <laughs> it's the one where Rusev's like the farmer, and Cena and Fandango are on commentary. Oh my god! What is that called? It's on YouTube. I don't know what it's called. Maybe it's Baron is Corbin it like doing something. The, uh, can Baron Corbin be the one ruining Fandango's day? can't be anybody who's already in a feud. You can't have somebody feuding with somebody else secretly while they're in a feud with somebody else. Why not? Because it doesn't make any sense. But they're just idiots. They don't realize that that person isn't even trying to be vengeful to them. What if it's themselves? (laughs) That's what I'm kind of thinking, honestly. (laughs) Or what if it's like Ghost? Like they go and have a match with literally nothing. Like, they go into the ring, and then the music hits, and nothing comes out, and they get beat up well, don't by forget themselves or nothing, Vince, kind of like Patrick. Well, Vince had a match with God <laughs> at SummerSlam. That was great. I'd like it to go that direction. All right, guys. We we'll might as well. We're running a little low on time. I feel like we're, I feel like, I feel like we're missing some matches. There was we're like not. We, matches. Went through, we went through every match. We just talked about matches like five there was like no there's like 12 matches there was like 12 matches on the card it's the biggest card all the time i don't know how they possibly can squeeze it into the six hours they have scheduled Uh, it's gonna be 10 minutes long well i'm telling you brave brave or spaller is gonna be a two-minute squash i know that right now i'm just telling you right now two-minute squash watch how does how does the uh, okay? Here's a, a good question to end end on because the match we haven't really spoke about specifically is a fatal four way. Because that's what we're ending on. The what? If we have a mailbag question, that's what we end on. Do we have a mailbag question? We have a mailbag. We always have mailbag questions. Oh, Nick. thank God. What's the mailbag <laughs> question, Troy? Let's go. No, well, let's talk about this and we'll go to the mailbag. Oh, okay. So I was going to ask. Because we haven't talked about the Fatal 4-Way, really. Uh, we brought it up. We've talked about the people in it. But we haven't talked about the match specifically. How does WWE inevitably screw this match up? I think Lesnar pins Joe. And Joe seems to be the most over. And they just pin him and make him lose. And, you know, Samoa Joe never becomes champion. Shuffled. Yep. I think that's how they mess it up. Who can interfere in this match that would get you excited? Oh. No, that wouldn't make sense. Wait, Samoa Joe worked for Triple H. That's wow, fair. you're right. Forgot what about that. What about champion Ambrose and Dean running into win for Roman? That doesn't help, no. Or to I turn think on Roman. Survivor. No, that's a Survivor Series thing when it happened. Yeah, Come on. They're, they're saving for that. All right. That's a Survivor Series thing waiting I think the only I think the only person who intervenes in the match at all, and I think it's a very light chance, is Triple H. Yeah, I, you're probably right with that. And I'd get excited. I'd pop. I'd pop, but I don't know if I'd want it. 
Does Joe have any NXT buddies that can come and help him? Or maybe or is there any chance that there's like cross-brand mingling in this pay-per-view because it is Oh, absolutely. That's my favorite part. I mean, that's what I hope because because right now the way they booked it, there isn't any cross-promotion going on. And that's well, what kind of I need. Weird. What I need is for Jinder to run into Heath Slater backstage. <laughs> it would be amazing. Uh, I need that. I need that. I'm sure they. Drew I'm sure they'll have McIntyre. Well, Drew McIntyre might be NXT champ after Sunday. That's what I'm, I'm saying. So Drew McIntyre will be in the arena, though. I don't know if he'll be there Sunday. Why not? They both. I mean, the it Barclays. could be cool. And I'm the one who said when said it's it. all when it's all said and done, 3MB will have a better legacy than the Shield in the WWE. When it's all said and done, it's not true at all. It's the worst statement. It's a spicy hot take. You hate the Shield. It's all, That's all that when matters. When it's all said and done, 3MB will go down in history as the bigger draws. When it's all said and done, I mean, what I don't understand is why Heath Slater isn't facing the Miz for the Intercontinental Title. The guy was also in the movie with the Miz and the Miztourage, so it only makes sense for him to be like, "I don't want to join you guys," and then face Miz and take the title off Miz. Who was the great. third person in Three MV? Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. So Drew, it was Drew. Okay, I forgot about him. Wow. And he got fired, and now he's back at NXT. So you can. Yeah. The guy's amazing. Impact champion. The guy went around the world and dominated. And they realized, wow, this guy, we messed up. This guy's actually good. And he's about to be NXT champ either Saturday. So, so right, the, the, I, I'm telling you, the best, some 3MB reunion on Sunday, please. Why 3MB isn't, why Heath Slater isn't fighting for the titles because he has kids. Right. So yeah, take I care of his does kids. kids. When Kurt Angle had a son, I wanted <laughs> it to be Heath Slater so they could both wear the I Got Kids shirt. And it would have been crazy. <laughs> Even though that makes no sense. Maybe Kurt Angle runs in and interferes and it, it interjects his son into the four-way. I would be so angry. He is the commissioner. I think the day after the day after SummerSlam, Jason Jordan's going to beat The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. No, it should be Slater. That I that Miz, that Miz match isn't actually on the SummerSlam card, right? No. no. That's so sad. Poor Miz. Wait, what are we... I'm telling you, we're missing something on the card. We're probably I'm missing, really, like, six things. I'm yeah, looking I'm at saying. the card right now. All right, run through the card. Run through the card. Fatal 4-Way. Naomi Natalia. I'm not wasting time talking about that. Alexa Sasha. We talked about that. Gingers. I don't know if we talked about it. We never gave who's winning that match. Oh, do we want to Do we want to go real quick fire, top to bottom? We each make... Uh, Troy says it. We each make our pick. Yeah, let's do the picks. Okay. Really, really quick. No talking. Just naming the picks. Okay, Fatal 4-Way. Roman. I thought you were going... <sighs> Lesnar. Jeff. Naomi, Natalia. Mm. Naomi. Naomi. Natalia. Alexa Bliss, what? Sasha Banks. Alexa, this better be a sweep. Going by the uh, what was it? What was the vi- the vic- what was the liquid? <laughs> the vicious, <laughs> the vicious acidic liquid. The vi- the vicious acidic liquid says Alexa. Um, oh, come on! Wow, that's a joke. Uh, Mahal Shinsuke, gender, gender, gender. Akira Neville. 
Neville. They're not taking it off him, man. Give me the power of Tozawa. You know what? You're probably right. I'm an idiot, but I'm sticking with Neville. You're aware that Neville lost on Monday, right? He doesn't have the title anymore. Oh, never mind. Then Neville's winning it back. I'm going with the power of Tozawa. I'm going Akira Tozawa, soon to be known as just Tozawa. (laughs) Oh, you're right. Uh, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens. AJ. Give me Owens. Uh... No contest. Mm. I can I can live with that. I think Shane makes the pin for either of them after what happened today. No contest. Uh, Randy Orton, Rusev. <laughs> I, I my heart says Rusev, but my brain says Orton. Randy Orton is going to bury this motherfucker, yeah. which is a shame because I actually like Rusev. Rusev is great. Rusev. He looks so much better now that he's thin and he has the hair. Yeah. Rusev's going back to Bulgaria. Randy Orton wins. Uh, New Day versus the Usos. New Day rocks. New Day. Even though I really want to vote for uh, Day 1 is H. It's too, it's, too, it's too soon for the Usos to get it back. I can see this feud going for two more pay-per-views at least. Big O versus Big Cass. Oh my god. It just pass. <laughs> No, it's Big Cass. No, the, the, the answer is nobody wins next. I like to call him the Big Cuck. His, his name used to be Colin Cassidy. <laughs> I like right. to call him the Big Cuck. I'm going with the Big Cuck, surprisingly. Yeah, th- there's no way Big Show wins. Come on. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think he might. It's can, a we, WWE can we vote for Shaq? There you go. Enzo finds a way out of the shark tank. Big Show wins. Wow. Uh, Balor Wyatt. Balor, two minutes, I'm telling you. Two minutes. Uh, under two minutes. Get the clock ready. I'm actually going Wyatt, and because I, I don't think Finn comes out demon form, and I he, think he, he loses, does. and then he in the next pay-per-view, it. he squashes it, Bray as demon Finn. It's confirmed he comes out as demon. Well, then I take it back. I'm going with Finn. <laughs> I'm Finn has never okay, Finn the, has never lost in demon, so I'm taking Finn the, just he, because I don't think that... Here's my answer. If it's Demon Finn on the uh, on the ramp, I'm going Demon Finn. If it's normal Finn, I'm going Bray. Let me if it's Jacket Finn. Let me ask. Let me ask you. That it's yeah, Demon Finn or Jacket Finn. What happens if Finn comes out as Demon, but then Bray pours viscous acidic liquid on him? Is he no longer the Demon? Well, then Bray just is an asshole at that point. I think the viscous acidic liquid could come into play here. <laughs> but I'm still taking Finn Balor. There is a, t- a shark tank involved on Sunday. So, I mean, is it possible there's a shark tank dipped into some sort of liquid? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is it I hate viscous stipulations. <laughs> um, John Cena, Baron Corbin. <laughs> Sorry, Corbin, you're gone. I'm going Cena. I'm going Corbin. Oh, you idiot. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Cena's in the mode of getting people over. I really do. I think we He's technically didn't talk much. about that match. I don't want to talk about the match. It does nothing for me. Uh, I know that. Uh, and the last one, Shazar and Samus versus Seth and Dean. The half-shield is winning. 
Yeah, Seth and Dean. Give me the shield. Yeah. And that's it. Wow. Wow. That's it? It seems like so much less of bad than I imagined. So, are we are we happy now? Can we go to the mailbag? Oh, yeah, mailbag. please. Who sent the last-minute email? This is from Rick in Lexington, Kentucky. It's a great place. It is. Have you been to Lexington, Kentucky? No. 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 I've been to Lexington, <laughs> Good times in Lexington. Um, Rick asks... You realize I haven't you... left Florida in a year, right? I don't care what you've done. Yeah, Sorry but I'm traveling loss. the world. Rick from Lexington asks, are you guys excited for the inevitable Kurt Angle-Jason Jordan tag team? No. And what should happen is it should be revealed that Jason Jordan actually wasn't Kurt's son. (laughs) And he fudged the results and he faked them. And then Kurt should say, I know you fucked the test, buddy. I knew this whole time. I've been training my real son. And Chad Gable comes out. And Chad Gable squashes Jordan, sending him back to NXT where he'll get repackaged as another tag team while Chad Gable gets pushed to the main event. That's what should happen. And that's what I'm ready for. All right. I'd like to say something. Uh, Rick? (laughs) (laughs) That was an absurd thing. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Rick, you know, that was a great question and I'm going to I'm going to uh follow up with a um a much more reasonable mature response. Um, I'm sorry Rick, thank you and, for writing it. And and your great question Rick, uh it actually helps me answer an even greater question which is who is ruining Brizongo's uh life right now? Oh, there you go. And, Kurt uh, Angle and Jake. <laughs> That's how's the answer. That, I don't know how I didn't think about it. Ridiculous. I didn't know <laughs> how I didn't think about it sooner. But Rick has really uncovered the truth here. And Kurt Angle, Jason Jordan, they're the real people terrorizing Brizongo. Um, man, that's more ridiculous than my answer. <laughs> um, Great question. I would, Rick. I would say I'm not excited just because. Everybody knows that it's going to happen, and the worst thing is that it's only because Kurt Angle's the WWE 2K18 pre-ordered character. Oh, I'll have a match for sure. I'm excited and, for my boy. And, I love Kurt Angle, work. actually. He's one of my one of my favorite all-time wrestlers, probably in my top 10 or 12. I mean, I just I love Kurt. Match, so. Name one good match that 2K, 2K pre-order character has had. We had... Um, Sting was garbage in every one of his matches. Goldberg last year. I'm not talking about it. And now Kurt Angle. I'm not excited. Kurt There's Angle's, no reason for me to be excited. The difference is Kurt Angle had a really good match a year ago. Less than a year ago against Cody. He had like three matches with him that were all amazing. That's the difference between... Like, Goldberg didn't have a match in 10 years. Sting hadn't had a match in a few years either. I think Angle can still go. And I think Angle's better than both of those guys. Can we have yeah, a, ring. a real geezer fest where we have Kurt Angle versus the returning Mick Foley for the uh, the GM well, Raw not. job? And we Foley's neither of them die. Again. That does Mick nothing Foley's for never me. Again. That, I'm pretty sure the reason he's not Raw general I manager see, anymore is because I saw Rick Mick Foley in a match the other day. I saw a video of him taking the Joey Ryan dick flip. <laughs> 
don't even know what that is. You don't know the Joey Ryan dick flip? No. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, Joey Ryan, the, the sleazeball guy, he was in Japan, and there's a Japanese wrestler there who portrays a gay character. And his thing is he grabs people by their dick. So the, the bit with Joey was he's like, oh, you're an American. You portray this, like, sleazy character. He's like, your dick's really strong, so when I grab it, it, like, fights back against me. And, like, so, like, that's the, that's the bit. So he grabs him. And, like, he's, like, flexing, and he brings the guy to his knees, and then at one point, he flips him with his dick. <laughs> and it's the U-Porn-sponsored dick flip, which is genius. It's amazing. But at the same time, it can be argued that it's killing the business, which I can see the argument of that, too. So I there was, like, a week ago, a video of Mick Foley taking it, and it was just absolutely ridiculous. Stop doing the mailbag. I'm only uh, down for the Mick Foley versus Kurt Angle if it's a triple threat with Stephanie and Stephanie goes over clean. We stop doing the mailbag because nobody can answer a mailbag question seriously. I, I think I gave a great say, answer. I'm I'm all for after this podcast is done. I'm all for the three man booth going forward. This is great. And great. Uh, and if we like the three man booth, I say bring on more mailbag questions. We could do a show of all mailbag questions. <laughs> so oh, was that great. like a six-minute show? <laughs> well, me and David have had this idea of doing a show in which we talk about who would make the Hall of Fame on the active roster. Oh, I love that. I mean... It's going to get heated, though. Me have big differing opinions of what a Hall of Famer should be. What we were arguing today about... I said Wade Barrett's going in the Hall of Fame. He said, He's no. not. He's not. So the we... guy had seven Intercontinental title reigns, and I, I think Alberto care. Del Rio's goes in as well. Most... Del Rio's going in. A scissor lift and delivered bad news. This this is a <laughs> great awesome. a great promo for our next episode, and we just have to figure out if we want it. If 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 the question is if you ran the Hall of Fame, who would make it, or if the question is. If WWE, as it does now, ran the Hall of Fame, who makes it? Because if that's the real question, then the answer is everybody on the active roster. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, that was I was we were talking about with Del Rio, who actually just got stripped of the Impact Championship. Was I think he has a resume He's to be in the WWE. He has a resume fame. to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And the racism when you to look keep at- him out. Right, exactly. With the how he's been fired from the company, he's, the fact that he's a cocaine he, addict, the fact that he beats the shit out of Paige every week. I mean, you know, it's crazy. I don't know if he gets in because of that. Well, we'll talk about how we want to deliver that show in our next production meeting. But uh, as of right now, it's time to say goodbye. Uh, to listeners, thanks for listening. Guys, it's been fun. Just, been real. just one more note. I'm throwing a SummerSlam party this Sunday uh, at my apartment. Everybody's free to come. Unfortunately, I think I'm the only one that's going to be in attendance as of now. But uh, if you'd like to join me on my couch alone, please stop by. Cat? Sure. <laughs> we'll head to yep. uh, Perkins after. Get something to eat. Oh, yeah, please. Let's do it. Yeah. Peace out, everybody. Bye.